It's recording now. Hi, you're again with Volleyball Explained Podcast, and our edition about the Italian League. This is the first edition of the podcast, uh, actually since the Italian League started the season 2021-22. Uh, I'm Bogdan, Nicola and Ronnie are also here, and we are going to talk about Italian volleyball a lot, because we had already four rounds of the of the league in Italy and also the Super Cup with which we are going to start. Uh, the Super Cup uh, has been won by the team of Trento. Uh, they beat Monza 3-1 in the final and in the semi-finals. Uh, Trento beat Perugia 3-0 and um, Monza maybe surprisingly beat the team of Lube uh, 3-1. So let's, let's start with this one with Trento. Uh, winning the Super Cup and maybe Nicola can start for this reason. Okay. Uh, well, I, I will use the words of uh, Lorenzetti to describe what, what happened. Uh, at the end of the competition after they won the trophy, he said, uh, uh, let's fill this cup with happiness and not with meanings. Uh, he wants to say that. It's good to win, it's always good to win, but we all know that the Super Cup is just the first title of the season where most of the team are checking their chemistry and, and timing. Uh, so it doesn't have to be um, a sort of standard going into the season. It's good to win it, especially because Trento hasn't won it since 2013. And because it's a trophy for a group who just started together uh, a new a new journey. I think that Trento deservedly won uh, won the cup um, in the first semi-final against Perugia. They were down in the first two set, but never never drawn. So they they keep on fighting, and at the end they they took them. And in the third, they legitimized the 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 access to, to the final. The final ended 3-1 just because Monza who was uh, at his debut in the competition and especially in a final for most of their players. I think that probably were just fine with beating Lube. I, I don't know. Uh, it looks to me that the attitude was, okay, we, we are in the final, let's play, but if we lose, not a big deal. I mean, we, we already conquered something eliminating Lube from the from the contention so yeah the, the the most entertaining set and probably you agree with me was the third where the one won by monza 33 31 uh, even if uh, um, a double touch of on orduna wasn't called during the advantageous point but th that was the only set worth watching the other was a totally domination of of trento and especially of three players in my opinion, it's Bertoli who had a great, great uh, super cup. Uh, Lizinat with um, the middle right now, this is probably the best middle blocker around in, in Super Lega, just because I consider Simona of the contemption. I mean, when you do this, this kind of ranking, you, you, you can't count on him, is another level of standard of the human being, is probably the, <laughs> the best talking about Lizinat. And uh, Matej Kaziskila, his 37 years, has been consistent for those two games and helped this young group of talents winning it. 
Uh, I think that that uh, title at the European Championship uh, give more energy to the Italian prospect in that team. You know, uh, uh, a year ago, Trentino on paper had a better team and they didn't, they didn't win anything. And now you, you know, with a relatively new group, let's say, uh, the experience of Matei and the middle blockers, uh, with a new setter that is not uh, is not uh, your your beloved. What is the name? I, I don't remember now the name of the <laughs> Giannelli. Uh, Giannelli, of course. And uh, well, you you guys had a, a a good run. Let's let's just remind that in the past four edition of the Del Monte Supercopa. Uh, none of the champions win at the end of the season the championship so uh, let's not uh, bring uh, tears to the air right now because we all know that at, at the end of the season this can be a different uh, story like the other uh, edition no? uh, the last one to bring the title of Super Cup at champion at the same time was back in 2017 2007, uh, sorry, uh, 2018, uh, sorry, 2000, yeah. you know, you know what 17, I mean? 17, 18, yeah. Uh, when Perugia, <laughs> Perugia. When Perugia smashed, of course, uh, Civitanova in all the competitions and, and at the end of the, of the season, uh, they won the, the, the championship, of course. Uh, but nevertheless, I w I won't, don't want to take credit of this uh, super team right now, no, uh, of uh, Trentino. Let's see in the next round uh, how they develop. We are now going uh, to go deeper in the the situation of the league, and we are not talking about right now of the some of the spoilers that have been going on uh, in the recent days so uh, Bogdan when you are yeah I would I would actually suggest because uh, we are going to talk about the teams in detail following the ranking after the after the mm -hmm. four rounds so uh, the, the four the four rounds played uh, so far so I would suggest uh, actually to start with what is the uh, what is the ranking in the uh, championship uh, at the moment after four rounds of course uh, four of the teams uh, uh, Perugia, Milano, Cisterna and Modena have played only uh, three matches due to the fact that in the league there are only uh, 13, um, 13 teams so after four or three rounds respectively uh, the the ranking is the following Piacenza is leading uh, with 10 points uh, Trento and Monza have also 10 points but uh, with a uh, win uh, less uh, so Piacenza have uh, four wins and Trento and Monza have only three Perugia has uh, nine points but only with three matches played so they have the maximum uh, active they can they can uh, Padova is probably the, not probably, is the biggest surprise of the championship uh, uh, so far with seven points after, uh, and also uh, 
success against the Trento and Pala Trento with 3-2 in the in the fourth round of the championship. Lube has seven points and a, a defeat against Trento, including. Uh, Milano has six, but with a much less. Uh, same for Modena and um, Cisterna. Taranto also three points, uh, Vibo three points, Ravenna one point, and the only team without a point so far is the team of Verona, and so we're going to talk about Verona at the end. Let's start with Piacenza then, because um, uh, Piacenza won their last match against uh, Modena as a guest, 3-1. They won also uh, again uh, against... Uh, Ravenna against Milano and against Ube is against three uh, two in a tiebreak. So very effective start for uh, for Piacenza. Uh, we expected that probably Holt is not going to play due to the restriction of uh, following Italian players, but actually uh, Russell is not playing. Regina is playing very well together with Rosar, and of course I'm. I believe that the biggest influence uh, in this team uh, on the results so far has uh, the pair setter opposite Brizar and uh, Adis Legumja. Well, what do you, think? you mentioned moments before that for you uh, Padova was one of the surprises in the league. For me, is this thing of Piacenza. We mentioned in the first podcast, in the preview of the league, that why Slati uh, Slatanov, for the people that don't doesn't know the nickname, which is the general manager of this team, hired two good opposites for the starting opposite slot, uh, and we already knew that Laguncia was appointed to be the starter uh, opposite in this team. Uh, but the success of this team doesn't come only having a good super uh, opposite like IDC is. Uh, they have also Brizard, which is for me the uh, right now the most in shape, let's say, <laughs> setter in the, on the league. Uh, and this is interesting, of course. The no participation of Aaron Russell, he only have been playing uh, two games and only three sets. But man, uh, what uh, what has been doing this kid of um, Recine, uh, I always like him because despite of his size, he can show that he has some skills and he has the ability to go deep right on defense on reception and of course uh, the harder uh, skill for him is of course the spike attack because of his size and he he's doing pre pretty well i don't know how long he will sustain that level of play because you know this championship is very long but so far having beaten uh, under his belt let's say teams like Chivitanova doesn't matter if they are they are not in shape and with a lot of injuries a win is a win and of course Modena that for me alongside uh, Valencia have been the disappointing team in these uh, first four games uh, it doesn't matter the, the only team they, they have to beat right now the only two teams of course to 
let's say send a, a, a early early uh, early bet to the title of course are Trentino and Perugia but so far so good uh, I like where I see uh, what I see and already with only four games played and 18 sets Laguncia reached 100 points uh, this is gonna be a, a, a hell of a player uh, for the years to come some people are comparing right now uh, he with uh, the, the mighty Ivan Milkovic I think he can go more farther but of course he doesn't have a good national team to back up in the summer so he will rely more on his club, uh, on his club uh, actions more than the national team, of course. And this can be very bad because he will not have maybe the opportunity to go to Olympic Games and and good high good high level tournaments. Of course, we will see him uh, next year at the World Championship, but you know that is not enough to 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 keep your name in the history of the better players but let's see maybe we, in 10 years we will talk about the legend of Addis uh, and we will remember this podcast with uh, uh, with uh, you know you know what I mean uh, yeah for me a good team of Piacenza uh, I don't know you guys what have to say about it yeah, I would like just to add that if uh, the league was in a, in a English-speaking country, we are going to uh, talk about. I, I I would like again to to emphasize on the on Brizard. We are going to talk on the Brizard, the Wizard, uh, because uh, I believe that he was uh, a very important part of the Olympic title of France uh, at the Tokyo Olympics. And again, he's very important uh, now for the team. And he also, by the way, having a French uh, a backup as uh, 37 years of age, uh, Pierre Pujol, it's also a very interesting part, but Brizard is really good. Yeah, also, uh, don't forget, uh, sorry, Nicola, don't forget the, 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 the game, the game of uh, so far so good, uh, Max Holt, he, he is coming back, of course. And I will let you, Nicola, because it's not fair to develop more in this topic. Yeah, that's was exactly what I was saying. Uh, when we did the preview, I was skeptical about Alt being uh, being brought in by Piacenza because w w we saw how he played last year in Monza. It wasn't at his peak, but so far so good. As Ronnie said, he had an impressive start of, uh, of the season. Uh, he also has been the the MVP in one of these four matches, if I'm not wrong. And the only danger, let's call it like that, that I see for Piacenza is um, in Italy we say it, uh, a weapon we, we to use. For example, uh, they have a lot of good players. So uh, if the things are not going well, and I'm talking about, for example, the game against Milano, where Bernardi used basically his entire bench, he could replace a very good player with another very good player, which is something that in this league only Perugia could do. We saw what happened in Lube when just you missed a couple of good players that the bench is not uh, such a reliable um, escort for the, for the rest of the team. And 
but it, it's also difficult because doing like that you risk to not having a, a basic lineup let's call it like that because one day is Rechne, one day is russell one day is antonov so you have to be able to mix the the two things together and i think bernardi is probably one of the best coaches to do something something like that and about russell is not playing for well for the well-known rule of the three italians but also i think because they want him to definitely recovering from the physical problem he had uh, during at the end of the past season and, and during the summer so there's no need to risk him right now rosar drecin and antonov are playing pretty well so they would they would definitely uh, be more time on the on the court for him in the future even even, uh, even if i don't think this team will end uh, rank number one at the end of the season, regular season because as you say how long can they hold the door like holder you know uh, i don't think this pair of antonov and rechine will uh, hold on for much longer uh, i hope that when sicef get back from his injury and Marlon get more consistency and other teams like Trentino and Perugia start to kick in now, also Modena, they will fall uh, like two or three spots behind uh, because, you know, as people know, the season is very long and it's very hard to keep track. Uh, hopefully for, for them, they don't have to play in Europe so they can focus only in the, in the home competition. Yes, uh, Bogdan. Yeah, uh, let's go to, to the second team in the ranking. This is the team of Trento. Uh, we expected them for, uh, for them to be uh, first after four rounds, but uh, it didn't happen. They won in the first round against Verona. Uh, then they won also against Vibo. They won also against the team of Lube, but then surprisingly lost again the team of uh, Padova at Pala Trento. Of course, here we need to... Um, to underline that Alessandro Micheletto uh, got, got injured uh, during the second set in the match against uh, Padova and he's going to be missing uh, for uh, two weeks approximately. So this is going to be a very big uh, loss for the team of, uh, of Trento and in the, their next match is going to be a very tough match against, uh, against Perugia. Of course, but my question here is because uh, we talked also uh, uh, about the Super Cup. Uh, what is the influence of this new system of playing with three outside hitters and no nominal opposite? I mean, there is a nominal opposite uh, uh, in terms of Lavia, but it's a very interesting system. And yesterday when I talked to, to Matej Kaziski, he told me that it's a little bit confusing for them, but it's more confusing for the opponents. Yeah, <laughs> I think it has its pro and cons, and also this question has been asked to to Lorenzetti, and especially in reception, he he told we have more uh, player that that will be received uh, because usually receive with three players or four in just some situation, but with this kind of system, you constantly receive with at least four, four players. But uh, at the same time, there are more uh, conflict zones between the receiver. And so those are the weak spots for, for, for the reception, usually aimed 
by the, the serving uh, opponent uh, at the time. And that's probably also one of the biggest weaknesses of Trento so far. Uh, we've seen that when the, the team is put under pressure from the service line by the other, the, the opposite team, of course, they have a lot of problem try to set up a, a very convincing uh, attack. Um, I have on my personal let's call table. I had Trento with ten points after four games, but because I thought they would have lost to Lube in the third round and would have won against Padova, um, no one considered the game against Lube like um, something so meaningful because. Well, we know that in that game, Lube was without Vaitsev, like it has always been since the beginning of the season. Then, Wantorena had a problem, and for the numbers of the Italians, uh, De Checo couldn't play either. And there were three options. You could have uh, sit down Simon and play with Diamantini to line up De Checo, which is something, of course, out of the, of the discussion. Uh, or you could have used uh, Marquisio, uh, as a, a spiker and uh, not to play one uh, uh, between Jant and Lucarelli, but that was an option either because you have a reception, but you don't have an attack. Or you could have moved Simon to an opposite to sit Gabi Garcia and play Diamantini in the middle, but we saw a couple of years ago that's it's a waste of uh, to, to play Simon as, a, as an opposite. So at the end of the game, trying to play the games, uh, it's game, sorry, and they, they deserve to win. But those two points, let's say that they are the one that balanced the two they lost against Padova, which was a very strange match either because uh, as long as uh, Micheletto was on the court, Trento was comfortably winning. They won the first set 25-16. They were point to point in the second. Uh, but the momentum, let's talk like that, was more with Trento. And then they completely black out. They lost the distance in, on the court. They did a lot of silly mistakes. And then the end, they lost the game. The, the problem is not the loss itself, but it's the loss of Mikelet. Because as you pointed out, Trento will play six games from the 7th to the 24th uh, because of the, the Club World Cup. Some games has been anticipated in that span of period. And four of their games were against Perugia, Piacenza, Monza, and Modena. Probably the worst uh, schedule you you could pull out. So I think that in uh, 15 days, Trento will be around probably fourth, fifth place. But this is a group that just need to to develop, not to put too much pressure on uh, on the result, and to see how far they go during the year. Yeah, as uh, as Matei also mentioned in the podcast, it's uh, now interesting how they are going to not to line up. We know how they are going to line up, but to readjust to a normal system with a with a classic uh, opposite like uh, Giulio Pinali, the European champion. Okay, let's go to the to the third uh, placed team for now in the in the league. This is the team of Monza. Very, I, I wouldn't say that big of a surprise taking into account what they. Uh, did in the in the um, uh, in the last championship they were fourth at the end, uh, but still now with a final in the Super Cup and uh, ten points out of uh, four matches, one loss against uh, Milano uh, is against three two and uh, three wins still against uh, uh, 
Ravenna against uh, the team of Modena, of course, in the in the first round and in the second uh, round. Second round was the was the match against uh, against uh, Milano. And uh, now, just to to make my notes sure, that Taranto was the uh, the victim. Uh, in the of of Monza in the third uh, round. What do you think? Grozer is performing very well. They have a great setter, in my opinion, in Santiago Orduna. Alex Ruzdanov is also playing very good. Uh, they have also, of course, uh, Gianluca Galassi, another European champion. Uh, well, the, this is a team that doesn't have nothing to lose more than just win. You know, uh, we are witnessing witnessing the, the the second youth of the our commando George Grosser. Uh, he's uh, he's he has been slashing opponents since the Super Cup when he obliterated the the defense and reception of uh, Lube Civitanova, and then of course tried to do the same thing with uh, Trentino. Of course, Trentino is a more compact team at that time. Uh, but he managed to do a long win the third set and try so hard to to, to keep uh, alive the hit but at the end was uh, impossible and I think this is something to do with the fact that they beat Modena in the first game they went to Pala, Pala Panini with the hope that at least win a set was possible but they uh, found that the the foundation of Modena hasn't been gen, uh, uh, like uh, it's not solid as as we say uh, we see uh, uh, Joan de Leal with too many problems as they uh, as he started uh, when when he was playing for 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 Chivitanova. And we we see that Engapet uh, likes to go full Rambo when he doesn't found uh, any any support. And of course, like like we mentioned, uh, or like some people here mentioned at the at the preview of the season, these those dudes can be uh, very friends when they are winning. I'm talking about Modena. But they can be the worst uh, enemies when they are losing because you know right now the 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 the, the spirit of the team is all over the floor. So uh, and of course another lose uh, versus uh, Piacenza, which which is a superior team, of course, right now at, at this moment. Uh, but backing up to to Monza, yes, they they have been winning. Uh, matches uh, that loss versus Milano is normal, but they they have beaten after uh, Modena, uh, let's say, not so strong teams. So they are doing basically his job to win matches and try to be as uh, 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 um, more at the top possible in the in the Super League table and hope that the draw of uh, Coppa Italia doesn't be too harsh for them. Of course, uh, at the end of the season, we will see that, uh, like as I, I spoke about Piacenza, this team will go two or three uh, spots down. And you know, this is uh, a, a thing of opportunities. Chivitanova is not good right now. Injuries, 
you have to take advantage of that. Molina is not uh, good right now. You have to take advantage of that. Um, not for taking any 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 credit of, for them, but uh, till now they have only playing versus uh, normal teams. Of course, Molina three one help, but it's not it's not the end of this uh, quest. So, it is. Yes. It is. It is even it is even more remarkable when when it comes to Perugia, they are fourth placed in the in the league so far, mm. and so they are actually uh, they played only against Verona, Cisterna, and Taranto in the league, and their only defeat is the Super Cup. So mm. so probably the next match against Trento is going to be a marker in the indicator. What can actually happen with uh, mm. with Perugia and, and on what level are they now? Because uh, Taranto and Cisterna and unfortunately, yeah, for me Verona, they are not they are not the teams that, that can show your level uh, uh, on on the top top level in the league so far. Yes, uh, next game is uh, Perugia versus Trentino, right? Yeah. And, yep. this, okay. and this will be uh, hard for Trentino since they don't will count with uh, Micheletto. And the injury of Micheletto only proves that he's human. He's been playing non-stop since uh, the beginning of the summer, uh, training with the national team, uh, winning things uh, now, uh, uh, there, there and here. And uh, the body just stop and say, he say, hey man, you have to chill because... You only have what 20 years. You have to physical uh, physically develop more, and uh, we comment on on the on the on the chat that uh, it was a uh, a good thing. He the the injury is only will only took him away from the game two weeks, but it will be more much worse, and uh, and you cannot uh, lose a guy like Micheletto let's say, for the hopes of Trentino and for the hopes of Italy, of course, because he is now the, the, the man to follow in, the, in, this, uh, in this league. Okay. Okay, just uh, probably to have some words also about the team of, of Padova, mm -hmm. uh, fifth place so far, 3-2 uh, against Trento. I'm very impressed how they played against uh, against uh, the, the team uh, the, the team of the host, but uh, still okay. Trento without Micheletto in, in most of the match, uh, but, but playing I'm, I'm really impressed how they, how they organized. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm really impressed how they organized. Uh, uh, Mattia Botto, another European champion, even even though as a substitute in the Italian team, is very playing very good. Uh, this German pair setter opposite is also impressive. Uh, of course, they are not the best setter opposite in the world, but they are very decent. Uh, Jan Zimmermann and uh, and Linus Weber. Uh, the Canadian Lopke underperforming in this match, but Georgi Petrov, the Bulgarian, uh, uh, played very well. Actually, he he got uh, uh, unbelievable defense in the match point. Uh, of attack of Sreč uh, Kulisinac in the tiebreak, then blocked uh, Matej Kaziski for 18-17, so very impressive also by, by Georgi. So it's really interesting because uh, uh, I my predictions, as, as long as uh, I remember properly, was for 10th place for Padova, and probably 
it's it's not it's not too late for them to be just there but but they're so far they're playing better than i expected i believe uh that's just to mention of course on the italian side the figure of this uh, team which is marco bitelli uh, this is not a middle blocker who, which is too good in in attack but he has shown that he can block you know and this is very interesting doing the fact that the Italians uh, players in the national teams are aging and you have to look some kind of uh, let's say uh, new faces on the team uh, now and then you know you can test him uh, of course in the in the VNL if you don't like VNL to 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 play it so uh, uh, yes Vitelli has been around for uh, for so uh, for that's five, six seasons now. He was uh, in Ravenna when when Fabio Soli was the coach. He won the that uh, Challenge Cup back in 2017, 2018. Uh, yes, uh, let's say that. Uh, let's just put that in context. He 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 also a key member of this team with 13 stop block, and of course the eight aces so far. So good, and this is very uh, impressive for a middle blocker who, who I don't think he has a jump serve. Maybe he has some kind of hybrid serve, but you know, it's not full jump like Simon or Podrashkani or Lucinak. So yeah, that's all the only thing I want to mention. Well, personally, I I wasn't bit so impressed uh, by Padova. Um, they have seven points. Five of them were against Cisterna and Ravenna before mm -hmm. heading into Trento. Uh, Lube uh, just take uh, one hour and a quarter to beat Padova in the first game. The three sets they won in Trento were all won at the advantages. More because of some silly mistakes by the Trento side that really great play, except for the one you call out with Weber uh, defending uh, Lizineth. At the end of the of the game against Trento, they attacked with a 32%. So it's not like they were doing exceptional thing. They mostly took advantage of the key situation during the the, the game. And at the end, they, they deserved the victory. But it was not that impressive victory. Uh, I don't know, like uh, two years ago when Milano came to Pala Trento and win 3-1, uh, uh, if I'm not, I'm not wrong, or, or something like that. I see a team that is... Pretty well coached, honestly, by Coutini, which is just his second year as a, a first uh, first manager. He has been the second of Badovin for f forever, basically. And yeah, uh, Botolo is a very, very good player while attacking. He has a lot to improve in, uh, in receiving. Uh, Vitelli, if I'm not wrong, it's probably out of the youth teams of Lube, if I'm not remembering wrong. So, uh, it's it's someone that will probably we will see him uh, in the future in the national team, and yeah, I'm both pretty surprised that you didn't mention it. But in my opinion, one of the key moments of the game against Trento Bogdan, as I wrote in the chat, was uh, Gorgi Petrov entering uh, in the game and balancing uh, what 
both Botolo and Lepke, as was been doing since that the the beginning, and uh, also along with him uh, Andrea Canella, which is another young uh, middle blocker, uh, born in and raised in, in Padova, who was subbed by for the captain Volpato, had uh, had a good game, but but I think that in a couple of weeks Padova will be where where they belong. So without yeah, without taking credit, yeah, very taking cool. away credits from them for what they've done so far, they they they're not gonna be in in the noble places of the of the table for for long. Of course, uh, like you mentioned, next game will be another key to to them as they will uh, visit Prisma Taranto. Of course, I think Prisma Taranto can win this game because they will play at home. Then they will receive Piacenza, eh? Monza, they will visit Monza, and Perugia, and Milano, and you know, four, four uh, games that I don't expect they to win. Uh, and they, they will, they will uh, regain his confidence probably, probably with Verona at home, and then visit Valencia which for me Valencia we we will talk about them later but uh, you know in home they can they can win versus uh, normal teams and of course we, they will close with Modena at 19th of December let's uh, go into a quick break to uh, drink some water and stuff and we will continue for the second part of the teams in this uh, championship but them yeah. Okay. Uh, let's let's make the let's make the break here. Just just a very very fast question to to to, to Nikola, Lavia or Lavia? Ah, that's a good question. Uh, most of the commentators call him Lavia, and I mean when they interview him, they they call him uh, so Lavia. Uh, what happened? He never, I mean, tell no, it's Lavia, but I've heard. Him being called both way, but it's most used Lavia uh, so mm -hmm. far here, here in Italy. So, well, we are here for the second part of the show. Sorry, Nicola, uh, you were saying that what's Lavia, right? Yes, that's the most common way I've heard him being called. Well, uh, sorry, um, with that dub of Bogdan, we can continue this. Uh, Analysis, quick analysis of the of the table after well, the four not, rounds. Or not that quick. Uh, next, next team in the in the league uh, yeah. are the sixth place, the team of Lube. Uh, they injured Ivan Zaitsev, and they are also missing uh, at the. Uh, uh, Juan Torena uh, and the Czech is missing partially because of the this Italian's restrictions rule. So probably, probably we some things about the teams of Lube. What we can add then, because because it's it's normal that they're struggling without Zaitsev, but it's even even more normal that they're struggling uh, also without uh, probably their biggest name in the last years, Manny Juan Torena. Well. Uh... I don't know if I feel happy or sad about this uh, situation because, you know, it's a mix of feelings. I'm happy because finally I can see the promise of uh, Cuba Marlon Jan having 
the the moment that he has been waiting since he was signing for this team uh, last season was like a vacation for him just learning the the the, the ways and goals in the in this uh, strong championship and now he has the opportunity doing an injury of the mighty Osmani Juan Torena that uh, when when Osmani can play is because he's, he, he, he can't even move. So uh, after two games or three games, he, he, he saw that he, he wasn't in the best shape to take care of the business. Uh, be careful, Marlon Jan is also uh, at 15% uh, yeah, of his capacity because he sustained an injury during the U, U, U21 World Championship. Uh, at the at the abdominal muscles, I think the the young kid of Montana, Cuba, uh, Andreu also have this kind of uh, injury because they didn't work uh, work out uh, during the summer in Cuba. And uh, if you don't work out your your muscles, and when you go back to the high performance. Uh, uh, games and training, you will suffer a lot. So uh, uh, that's what happened. He 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 started the preseason with Luis Vitanova, then he he went to Bulgaria to play the U21 World Championship, and he was a key member of that team, uh, the Cuban national team, and he was uh, overused. Of course, he also played a game that he shouldn't versus Iran, trying to put Cuba. Uh, uh, in the final for the nine spots, so you you have to be crazy to to, to sacrifice maybe the entire your entire career because this this can be a, a injury that you cannot go back because you don't have surgery for 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 the abdominal muscle. You know you you have to uh, do physical training to 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 strengthen that area of your body. And uh, of course, uh, Lube was uh, really really uh, angry about this situation. They also talk about a possible uh, penalty for the player for not listening. Uh, well, at the end was three weeks without doing nothing, just uh, physical training. And now the, the boy in the last two games has been stepping up. Of course, I wasn't expecting too much against uh, Trentino. And he managed to, to, to score some points, uh, even at the high ball situation, uh, uh, versus uh, three block main. And we all know that what kind of block has Trentino has, like with Lichinac, uh, Kaczynski, uh, Mikelet, of course, it's not easy. And he managed to, to score at least 50% uh, of the chances. And with Verona, I didn't expect uh, nothing less than that performance. Uh, even he, he he wasn't at 50%, uh, 68% uh, in attack, uh, no errors of the recession. He uh, received better than Balasso, so that's a, 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 a really nice uh, new to see a Cuban uh, receiving better than an Italian libero. In the Italian league, is uh, is it, not is not common, and I I think after one Torena, uh, we can say that Marlon have the the potential to to be maybe not in, at defense, but in reception, in attacking, uh, 
let's say let let's wait more uh, years to see if he can be good at blocking and serve but he can he, he if he continue play like like that he can be a, a sort of complete player not 100% complete like Juan Torrena but you know Juan Torrena is only one and he will always be one but uh, Marlon is following following the the right steps Okay, let's go to the next. Uh, I, I would suggest to, in order for for us not to be that much extensive, mm. to go with next uh, treaty in the in the league. Of course, probably we're going most of them about Modena because they are eight placed, but seven placed is Milano. Uh, both teams actually the third team on nine placed. The, the team of uh, Cisterna is also with three matches, uh, so. Milano lost against Piacenza 3-2, beat Monza 3-2, and beat also Vibo. Modena started with a defeat, as we mentioned uh, in the beginning, against Monza uh, 3-1. They beat Vibo in the, in the fourth round, uh, in the third round, of course. Uh, and um, yesterday, they, uh, they also... Uh, well, defeat not yesterday. Uh, on 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 Wednesday, they were also defeated uh, uh, by the team of. Uh, oh, uh, not a good start is probably the least we can say about them because they they have two defeats and only one uh, one win against the team of Vibo and uh, were hosts. And with this dream team of uh, Brunos and Gapets and Nimirs and uh, and Leals, this is not very comfortable for them, at least. Yeah, four, four games uh, into the seasons. Uh, I'm with with Johnny uh, when he says uh, we have to find uh, a way to be a team before find a way to play uh, as a team that that was probably what he's looking for uh, uh, right now um honestly um people in modern are always harsh towards uh, its team because you know modern is the team in italy it's been in the league since the 1960s the most uh, titled uh, team uh, uh, of uh, of the entire country, uh, when you go into a bar in Modena, you don't football, you hear people talking about volleyball. So uh, I don't know if you could realize the pressure that there's in a city uh, like Modena. I mean, not even in Perugia, in the same situation, if Perugia would have won just one game and lost two, the pressure still would be lower than the feeling right now in, uh, in Modena. And yeah, you, uh, Ronnie, you uh, compared Leal, the first time of Leal in Dubai with the first time uh, of Leal right now in, in Modena. Yes and no. Uh, no, because he's already his fourth year in this league, while in Dubai it was just a rookie in uh, in the Superliga. And yes, because uh, it's something that I've noticed that he always need a little more than his uh, teammates to adjust. To, to a new system and to a new setter, even if with Bruno they play together in the in the national team. But um, I think that in a couple of 
weeks as well, uh, Modena will, will will have turned things around. And, I mean, it's not possible for as much as we know of some crazy players as part of this team. It's not possible to, to see them uh, on the eighth place uh, in the table. They've lost against uh, the undefeated team like, like Piacenza and against Monza, they played bad. They played bad in Monza, there's nothing to say, but it's a loss that, that could happen. I mean, it's not like they've lost against uh, Ravenna or Cisterna or Taranto. So I, I'm not too worried for outcome of the season, but maybe in a short, in a short length of, uh, of time, it's something to be worried about. But at the end, I'm sure that Modena will be in the, the top four. I, my only concern right now, Nicola, is the uh, repetitive bad result of Bruno at international level uh, since he, he got out of Lube Civitanova. Of course, he went to Brazil. Brazil is not near the level of Italy, not near, not near the level of Poland or Russia in terms of volleyball. Uh, then you have the performance of the World Cup that nobody cared. Even Italy went to with a group of, of, of kids. Uh, they won the World Cup. You know, the Brazil, when the Brazilians won anything, they think they are their best and beyond. You know, uh, they managed to uh, uh, finally, after uh, 10 years, winning the VNL, which is the same of World League. Mm. Uh, and you know, even in the VNL, which is a minor tournament for uh, most part of the people, including you, Nicola, we, we we saw that Bruno wasn't that Bruno that when, when let's say in Rio campaign or something like that. Uh, the connection with Leal was never great. You know, even in the years of uh, Luigi Vitanova was never great. And now we saw the the disappointing performance at the Olympics uh, and now we see this uh, for me that's uh, this Modena team is the trend of last year you know highly big expectations big names uh, into the roster disappointing performance at the end they didn't win anything so uh, uh, Modena at the good side they will they will not play Champions League they will play Sev Cup they can win Sev Cup if if they beat Kazan, which he's performing really well with the gift of Micah Christensen and Monza and Bernot, and of course, and of course, uh, the the biggest signing for me this summer of Kazan wasn't Micah, was Volkov. So uh, uh, this is a player that can be uh, a really game changer in that team. So. Be careful, Modena. You can be empty hands this season, and as you said, as you mentioned, Gianni said that we, we we need time. I don't think that they will give any any more time that they have right now because they really invested in this team and they need uh, fast results. You know, and that's that's my opinion. No, not bringing some hate into the players or coach, but it is what it is. I'm very concerned that Andrea Gianni could actually follow the Radus Toichev in Modena. Because with a lot of stars, uh, with Bruno and Gapet, and uh, I don't know, I, I mentioned that uh, in, the, in, the, in the preview podcast that 
I'm a little bit concerned about them getting as a team uh, too many too many sharp stones, as we like to say in Bulgarian, in order for them to uh, to to work well together. Uh, okay, but we're going to talk about Modena is the next podcast for sure because this is going to be a very important topic. Uh, regardless of if they are winning or if they are losing, uh, but uh, some words about Milano and Cisterna. Honestly, I I haven't watched Milano so far, uh, and I watched Cisterna only against the team of Verona. It impressed me a lot. Just Verona played awful, but I'm going to uh, to to have some words about about this uh, just uh, after several minutes. Well, I watch a couple of. Ga- uh, sorry. Oh, I go. Okay, I watch a couple of, uh, of Milano, the the derby against Monza, and uh, the game against Piacenza, and they're basically the same team of, of last year. They didn't change uh, change a lot in, the, in their starting lineup because uh, Amernik was, uh, Mar was gone, and Jeski uh, brought in. And you know the the major change was the setter Porro, uh, which actually is playing at, at a good level, and they could have been the unbeaten team uh, right now because they lost three two to Piacenza, but they had the chance to win during the fourth set, uh, and uh, and also to uh, in the in the tie break they lose very badly, but they had the chance to win the game and previously. Uh, of the tiebreak, so it's that kind of an explosive team uh, we would have expected from them. Uh, looking at the at the lineup with uh, with Patri uh, as an opposite, uh, Ishikawa, which now is five years playing in Italy, so it's sad business to the, to his uh, decision making during uh, during the game. Uh, so yeah, when they will play the same amount of of games as the the other teams because they won game back, as you as you mentioned. Uh, they also will be around the fifth, sixth place. Hmm. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, probably. We, uh, yeah. Go. Continue. On. Continue. 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 Yeah. Uh, with the last, uh, we have uh, here Toronto with three points, Vivo with three points, Ravenna one point. The very beginning, uh, Verona with no points so far and four. Uh, defeats. Uh, what team we should start first? Toronto. I haven't watched them on state, but just a bit against against Vibo, and this is actually the only uh, the only win for Vibo so far. Uh, I think against Ravenna, and uh, Ravenna has only one point uh, against. Journey. Yeah, sorry. Uh, yes, because I don't know if you if you are listening, Nicola. The internet is no very well. You, you yeah. hear sometimes uh, Bogdan, and then he goes and uh, well. Let's see. I will start for Valencia because for me, out of these bottom teams, is the team that most invested during the summer. They brought FIBB superstar Nishida, the internet sensation. They broke uh, a, a, a controversial figure like Douglas Sousa, which already had uh, problems uh, in Netherlands when he was uh, trying to reach Italy. 
some kind of homophobic uh, theme, like he always are involved. Those those are all topics, uh, and they also brought uh, Mauricio Borges, which for me is a outdated player, uh, many years ago, right now. And of course, Flavio, Flavio, which for me has been the, let's, let's not say the worst uh, thing in this, in, in, in this Verona, in this Vivo team. Uh, uh, reading some uh, words uh, from the chairman or owner, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, he, of course, is disappointing. Uh, the, end, the last game, Douglas only scored 39%, Borges 19% in attack, Nishida is the most blocked uh, opposite on the league, but uh, as we all know, uh, everybody, fans all over the world who, uh, who humble follow our podcast, these are not... Uh, these are not like fresh news. We say in this channel that Nishida will struggle in Italy. This is not Japan and this is not the eight games per year or 10 games per year of the VNL in one month. Uh, here he will be he will be studied by other teams or sorry scouts by other teams. And they will learn the tendencies of this player, which only has 1 meter 86, 86 the same height that Recine, but doesn't have the technique of Francesco. So uh, uh, you cannot expect to, to conquer a hard league like, like that. Of course, he is a very good uh, server. We are not taking that from him. Nine aces in, in four games. Uh, but um, and sorry, in three games, but that's that's not nearly enough to to say that he will make an impact in this league. So, 15 block uh, blocks till now, and there will be many more to come because the team is not doing well right now, and they over uh, using Nishida. Of course, Saita is not the best uh, setter out there, but he's not. It's not worse. Let's say uh, he 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 had a good season last year. He put the team almost in the in the quarterfinals, semifinals. He lost versus Monza, uh, but uh, you know that's only show that doesn't matter what FIBB says. Players, there there are some players that are not ready for this league. And Nishida comes in his first year in Italy as a starter. So he didn't pass, uh, let's say, a one-to-one -one course before <laughs> reaching Italy, and that's at the end is uh, is key to uh, the performance, the poor performance that we are showing, uh, seeing today. Many people will say that I'm a hater of Nishida. It's just facts. Uh, you are facing people of two meters eight, two meters five uh, all the weekends. You cannot expect to succeed. And he now uh, only have a 42% in attack. That's that's very poor. So uh, and this is only successfulness, not efficiency. Of, of course, uh, and mm. it's, it's only uh, he only have been playing three games. So uh, sorry, four games. Oh, okay. 
I don't yeah, know how it's going to look at the end of the season. But for the looking right now, it's not going to I would be like, very, very, very I would nice. like to add here that it's not something what the three prophets here didn't expect. Hmm. Because because we had a special a special part of, of an episode and I made a separate video about no political correctness, I, I named it. Uh, talking about that it's very probable that this Nishida, firstly, when he's not going to play in the best team, which is normal because he's coming from the Japanese champion. And and uh, and the, the scouts in the Italian league, the, the coaches and the, the people work professionally, they know what is the actual added value and not what is the added value social media uh, gives to him so this is pretty normal what hap what is happening uh, i hope uh, of course to to improve because it's only four matches and you need uh, uh, time to uh, to adjust and it's normal and the team is uh, uh, different they had the falco who is playing now in poland they have rosar who is playing in piacenza and uh, but 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 still uh, for now for now he, he needs to prove the, his his social media myths, and for now it's not happening. But I hope he is going to improve. Uh, entirely against Trento, of course. We were against Trento on game day two, and with Trento won uh, one. And th there's one thing that I noticed. You said right, Ronnie, it's been overused. I mean, it's not as, as such as high efficiency as. We probably uh, we from an opposite, but it's also true that most of I don't know Saita sent him to to a kamikaze way. I don't know how to say it. I mean, he has to spike against three guys uh, from 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 P two or from uh, uh, or from P four uh, with the, with the block that already uh, read a set of uh, of Saita. So. I don't know how much of the block he received are actually uh, or only uh, his fault. But the other thing I noticed is that the team was progressively touching his uh, his attacks. Uh, so even if they don't block, uh, for the first uh, set and a half, uh, Nishida was... Uh, basically, everyone who was going to, to block him started to touch the, the attack and to make the defense... Uh, uh, way easier um, uh, you, you say it right twice because yeah Vivo probably is the deception of the, this beginning but they lost three games against Trento, Modena and Milano I mean they probably would expect it to, to and about Pippo Callipo the owner of uh, this uh, figure uh, some I, I wouldn't say in that in a disrespectful way but some of this folkloristic figure of the Super Lega. Just imagine someone like Sirci, but even in a more funnier way. So I, I would take what he says in a reaction and won't be too too harsh or to to focus on his words. Okay, let's go to the to the last two teams, Ravenna and Verona. Ravenna has only one point, Verona has zero points, which is a little bit of a surprise for me at least. But uh, firstly, we expected Ravenna to be weak, 
because we uh, they uh, organized, they gathered their team in, at the very last moment, and so and now they have uh, uh, players like uh, News Club, like seven, uh, not seventy-three, three thirty-seven. 37 years old, opposite. Uh, uh, of course, his uh, reserve as an opposite is the Bulgarian Dimitri Dimitrov, and they have also the Macedonian Alexander Lavtov and the Montenegrian uh, Marko uh, This is not a surprise, but I'm a little bit surprised negatively, of course, from Verona, and they didn't have a point so far. They lost. Of course, we should take into account that they played against Lube, Trento and uh, Perugia, but they played also against Cisterna and lost again with no uh, in their basket. So, uh, just after that, what, what I believe is, is the problem. But let's start with you uh, this time. Nicola? I watched... Yeah, uh, the game they won was Trento Verona. And it ended 3 0 to Tento. But honestly, at the end of the game, and actually while we were covering the game, I thought that Verona should uh, should have deserved winning, uh, uh, winning uh, because the attitude they put on the on the court was the right one. I mean, they may have done a lot of technical mistakes or bad decision or just facing a strong opponent, uh, but. I didn't see them so bad uh, on the court. Uh, of course, as I told you last year, three or four years ago, people in Italy there were expecting a lot from uh, Luca Spirito. It's and if I'm not wrong, this year is gonna turn 28 or something like that. So it's not the young promise uh, anymore this time of his career yeah. uh, it should have been to take you not to the top four team but at least to be consistent during, during the season and against Trento uh, started on the court uh, for for the end of the so I, I don't know actually what happened I also think that uh, Mozic is having a good season so far and is scoring a lot of points. But he's also one of those players that doesn't think a lot. I mean, he's young, he has to, to build uh, his experience, but see the ball, he sees it high and he spikes uh, like that. Like uh, It's more the mindset than the one of the other wheel spiker. Um, and also, Sparrow was a roller coaster during the game I watch, but regarding for the other, they faced Luba and Perugia, and the one with Cisterna, it ended 3 1 for Cisterna, I think, and Verona wasted a, a huge advantage in the fourth or in the second set, so it also could be a, a tiebreaker. So I, I, I don't know actually <laughs> what Stoich will, will say. But I think that it will turn will turn things around. Uh, well, uh, not forget about talking about the figure of Jensen. Jensen, I don't know much Jensen, the, uh, the, the Danish uh, player. Uh, let's let's be honest and, and choose one thing. 
When I hear the Italian league, I hear a place when everybody wants to play. And I don't think if you want to develop more further or more higher your, your career, uh, I don't think it's a good place to learn how to play volleyball. I mean, if you come from the NCCA, a championship which is amateur, I think you have to uh, some kind of uh, start in a lower level league like French league or something uh, in the in the middle. Yeah. I know I know Bulgarian. Bulgarian, of course, Serbia. Those, those kind of championship that give you the the real deal. You know, this is Europe. You will face organized blocks. Uh, depends on the league defense more or less. Uh, uh, you know, uh, Gabi is one of those examples from Luba Civitanova. He is struggling, of course, it's not his, his fault. He has uh, big shoes to, to fill. Uh, but Jensen is his second, his second season in Italy. Also Lepke is his second or third season in Italy. And we, has, we have seen that these players are, you know, uh, not developing so well or not so good as we uh, have thought. Uh, of course, you have Mosic, which is a very good talent. Uh, we didn't talk about uh, Kariagin in, in Monza. Uh, he, ha he had been uh, having opportunities now and there, but, you know, he's not uh, ready for this level yet. I think those things have to learn from what Lube did with Marlon and just wait the right opportunity to set them free. Uh, I don't want to see these young talents going out disappointing from Italy because they didn't find his opportunity to play. Uh, just they have to be patient, you know. And a good example of that, guys, is uh, Alex Grosdanot, which, who, sorry, who. We didn't talk much in this podcast, but he is a tremendous uh, player. I see him in one or two years, maybe maybe two or three years in a big team. Why not? After uh, Sole retire or maybe Simon, who knows? Uh, uh, even, let's say, that Toronto, Toronto finds money and they can hire it. And, of course, sending away Podrash Canning or something like, like that. But this is a good example. If you work hard, if you have the right mindset, what you can accomplish in this league. So uh, he didn't rush things. He spent two years in three, two or three years. I don't know, two years in Ravenna, uh, taking uh, yeah. taking blocks, taking uh, good uh, attacks by the best. And now he, for me, the best player or the most consistent player in the Bulgarian national team and the best new, let's say, middle blocker in the world, below 25 years. He, he is what, what age? 23, 24? 20, 23, 90, 98, I believe. He, well, he that's, that's my, my, my point. They, those things have to be patient. Of course, I don't know if uh, patience will be together with results. I don't know what kind of results are awaiting the managers of uh, Verona, but I don't think too much about this team this year. So, uh, uh, and of course, we also, we, we all think that Taranto and Ravenna 
will be the two the two uh, relegated teams but we are seeing that Verona also can run for that spot too yeah uh, actually I don't have that much to to add I totally join Nicola on Spiritu Spiritu in underperforming a lot and especially for it's uh, it's very hard to watch I believe uh, I believe there is a big improvement in, in both liberals, both Bonami and Bonati, and, uh, and Rado Stoichev is, uh, uh, is in interchanging them. Uh, and Jensen is also underperforming uh, how much is the influence of, uh, of Spirito and how much is just the fault of Jensen, I believe, is the second second one more. Great, in my opinion. He has very good numbers in, uh, in attack and not only in attack. And I believe he's the only player of uh, Verona who is playing at, uh, at uh, the level needed for the team. Uh, they have also a small problem with the second the second outside hitter. As Peruja, I'm sure, uh, can do better. Also, Giulio Magalini, the U21 world champion, uh, even though he's a substitute in the Italian team, uh, also a talented uh, guy. But uh, I don't know if he's going, if he can be this uh, second outside hitter instead of, for example, they also took uh, the Cameroonian Bonabina, uh, uh, but I don't think he any uh, solution for now. Okay, let's finish the podcast with the schedule for the fifth uh, round. So Padova will, uh, won't play. Uh, of course, uh, any any round they want him who, uh, which is not playing. We have uh, Perugia against Trento, as uh, we mentioned several times during the podcast. Monza against uh, Piacenza, another great match. First against third in the in the rank in the so so it's very interesting routes uh, in principle. Uh, Milano against Civitanova, Verona against Taranto, Ravenna against Modena, and Cisterna against uh, the team of uh, Vibo Valentia. So very interesting. We're going to have probably, uh, probably less not two or three weeks. Okay, let's say it in this way. Another uh, episode of the of the podcast, and this is all for today. We are we were very extensive. I believe we have something like uh, hour and fifteen minutes, which is for sure one of the longest podcasts uh, for the Italian league. So thank you again and. Uh, I hope we're going to have even more interesting matches in the weeks before. Thank you. Thank you very much, guys. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you. Take care. Uh, like our pages in Facebook, Instagram, uh, YouTube, uh, Twitter, and so wherever you can find us. And until the next time, bye-bye. Bye.